So, this is going to be quite controversial. So, if you're offended, I do apologize. <laughs> Just be warned. Um, so, it's this upcoming movie called Till. And, of course, it's, um, <laughs> it is based on Emmett Till, who was lynched in 1955. And if you're like me, you grew up knowing that lynching was bad, but you didn't really even know um, maybe what it was defined as. And it's actually defined as extrajudicial punishment, right? So um, the history of lynching is quite interesting. There's this clip on YouTube. If you just Google the history of lynching, it will come up. It's a 10 minute clip. I think it's part of a documentary but it's really quite enlightening. And from the very start of this documentary, it says why lynching even existed. Why, why did it come about? And it's super interesting that it was in the United States um, and used predominantly among whites. Whites lynching other whites uh, was the dominant case for lynching. And the reasoning that this one story in, um, gives for lynching was that our judicial system at the time uh, was very sparse, especially in rural, rural areas, right, where there weren't a lot of people. And when that happens, and this got me interested in a whole other line of, of topics, which is basically what is justice? What is our legal system for? if not seek justice, right? What, what does it mean to provide justice to someone? I think our current legal landscape right now is obsessed with this idea of, is the person who is found guilty, are they um, going to reform their ways? Are they going to become a good person? Are they going to contribute to society or are they a danger to society? Or have they, or will they like uh, never never admit their crimes and admit uh, that, that what they did was wrong and, and admit to, you know, maybe they don't admit to um, reform. And this idea of the justice system providing reform for the, the criminal, right, who's repented, right, maybe served their sentence or, or not. And then, you know, the idea of, of whether we can release them back into society or not is a very different question that's technically not a justice question in my opinion, or it's a second step. It's a little bit divorced from ju just justice itself. Justice itself is not about the perpetrator, right? It's about giving justice to the victim, the victim of the crime. So it's providing justice, kind of think of it as an eye for an eye for the victim's family, right? Because they've been harmed and so our justice system exists to sort of uh, give, give us a sense of, um, again, an eye for an eye. This is like basic jungle stuff. When you think about justice, when you think about someone potentially harming, you know, a close family member of yours, a spouse, a sister, a family member, we get really jungly in, in there. You know, and, you know, to the extent that someone outside of our race harms someone else of our race, does that matter? I think naturally we associate with certain groups, 
we're physically white or we're physically black. And even though I'm an individualist, even though somebody could be an individualist, they notice, right? They notice, I think, black on white crime or, or white on black crime. Um, this is stuff that we just notice, right? And even though you might be a staunch individualist like I am, I definitely notice black on white crime, right? And I'm sure blacks are keenly aware of the opposite. I'm, I'm, this movie that I'm about to talk about, they are keenly aware of any white on black crime. So this is, so this topic here, this idea of, you know, blacks are making, making movies about uh, white on black crime. Now, this particular case, Emmett Till, um, it's been shoved down the mainstream media. So you've been living under a rock, right? If you haven't heard of Emmett Till. So why is there a need to tell the story? Is it a new story? Maybe they have a different take on this story, perhaps, right? Well, I think they're just playing into this woke fantasy, this, this idea that we're hyper aware of any potential harm that might come to black people, right? Uh, we're, we're hyper aware of perhaps police brutality. We're hyper aware of any systemic racism that might be occurring. Um, and so this movie is playing into, into an audience that's like been um, hyped up, right? And, and they're just waiting for this kind of movie. Like everyone is just, what? yeah, let's get more, more films about black people um, being, being mistreated. Well, the problem with this film is that this happened, this one incident they're gonna focus on happened in 1955. And get, don't get me wrong, I love historical pieces. I love historical dramas. You know, I love period pieces. I love historical-based movies especially, right? So um, I, I would normally love this movie, but the problem is that I have with it is our current dominant culture, which is saying that all white people are bad, you know, and black people are being discriminated against today in today's world. So they're going back to 1955, but they're trying to use this movie to basically tell a story about today that isn't true. And I don't like that idea. Now, what I'm going to talk about now is this idea of Till's father. And while it doesn't, if your father is a criminal, it doesn't mean that you will be. I, again, I'm an individualist. I have to say that if they're focusing a movie on this guy that was lynched, right? This guy that was lynched called Emmett Till. Maybe they should talk about his, his father. You know, his, his mother is, is in this movie. His, his mother is portrayed in this movie predominantly, you know, through the trailer that I saw. And she is um, integral to telling his story, right? To um, campaigning on behalf of him after he was lynched. And I think if they're going to focus on the mother, maybe they should also focus on the father. Now, this is tongue-in-cheek, but the title of my uh, little podcast here is, Will the movie actually give any airtime to telling his father's story? His father was accused and convicted of raping at least one Italian girl, I thought it was two, and then murdering her um, in Italy during the Second World War, World War, when he was serving, 
You know, he was tried. Maybe it was a military court. I don't know. But he was tried, convicted, and hanged. And you know, by our standards, this happened pretty quick. Because if somebody was raped and murdered in the U.S. today, right, they would have probably years to appeal. This happened maybe in, what, a year? So I don't know if he was given a fair trial or not. But I will say that this movie is probably not going to touch on it. I didn't see um, the father at any point in this trailer. Not, you know, maybe he's in there, maybe he's not. If he was going to be added to this story, it would be, oh, well, they just made it out like he was black and they blamed the crime on him. I'm sure that black people who are probably producers of this film, right, uh, they're pro, they're definitely pro-black. So they're going to give any benefit of the doubt to any black criminal, whether they've been convicted or not. And that is their bias, right? That's their bias. Um, they probably don't even believe. I'm sure there's lots of black people out there that don't even believe that Emmett Till's father, Louis Till, actually raped and murdered anybody, right? But he was convicted of that in, uh, in a court of law in Italy. Now, Maybe, maybe, maybe he was framed, right? I don't know what evidence was presented. Um, but at this time, you know, blacks were allowed to serve in the army. And I think if they were allowed to serve, they should have been given the same rights as anyone else. Uh, they should be treated the same. Um, and they also should be uh, treated the same as far as burden of proof. Right. So I don't I don't know that story, but I'm just I'm just adding this. Like, are they going to actually mention this? That his father, you know, it's not allegedly he was convicted of raping and murdering an Italian woman. Um, so if you're going to show a drama, why not show that? Well, because it would show uh, blacks in a bad light. It would also give reason or, or suspicion to. Um, to people watching the film, but well, maybe this Emmett Till guy, you know, um, really threatened this woman that he apparently approached and sexually propositioned. Maybe he, I mean, nobody knows the true story here, but it's sort of like, like father, like son. We all know about DNA and we all know that the apple usually, or sometimes doesn't fall very far from the tree. Now, I don't think that just because Emmett Till's father was convicted of rape and murder, that Emmett Till would have done those actions, right? I don't, I don't blame him for his father's crime, but I do, you know, I do, I will weigh that as well. He came from a very uh, violent line. You know, if it's true, if his father actually did these things, um, if it's true, you know, he has the same DNA running through his blood. Right. And it's hard for me to really feel bad for Emmett Till, knowing that his father raped and murder, murdered um, some Italian woman. And, you know, whether that's because, you know, I'm part Italian, <laughs> I've got that sort of running through my my blood. Or if uh, I just don't feel that sorry for the child or offspring of a violent criminal. Right. I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't blame Emmett Till for his father's crimes, but at the same point, his father was able to reproduce in Emmett Till, and perhaps this violent tendencies, uh, you know, you know, uh, were passed along. Maybe not, but maybe so. But I just don't feel that bad for violent offenders, uh, children, children. Let's just be honest here. I don't, I don't feel bad for them. And why, you know, why can't black people? 
find one black person who's a victim. And I will say Emmett Till is a true victim. Um, he was lynched. He didn't get a fair trial. You know, if this, if this girl was truly um, scared for her life or offended, no, it's not really her fault either because she didn't kill Emmett Till. She apparently told people who then went out and killed Emmett Till. But I still don't blame the woman. She could have been telling the truth. But um, Emmett Till deserved a fair trial. Deserved a fair trial in court. Now, Black people will say he there, there's no way a Black person could have gotten a fair trial in 1955. And maybe that's the case. But it's not the case today. So the question is, why wasn't this Emmett Till movie produced in 1960 when it was more relevant in 1970, 80, 90, 2000? Why did they wait till 2022 to make a Till movie and release it, right? Why did they wait so long? That's the question I have. The obvious answer is, um, well, it's the right climate now to do so, right? White people are feeling guilty, not, not me. And I, I, I'm white and I don't feel guilty at all. Other white people are feeling guilty. Blacks want to take advantage of that. Blacks want to produce um, slavery, right? They want to do slavery dramas. They want to do um, movies that show Blacks suffering at the hands of white people, right? They want to shove it down our face uh, in order to guilt whites in, or in order to pressure them into self-sacrificing for Black people, you know, through affirmative action or through, you know, reparations, um, all of, all of these things, you know, go to to support this pressure on white people to give money to black people and to feel bad for black people. Well, I'm telling you right now, just go Google um, certain crimes and you'll stop feeling bad for black people statistically. Now, I'm an individualist, but um, we all make stereotypes. We all use statistical averages to make predictions. There's nothing wrong with that if it's based on rationality. And I will just interject real quick and say that um, there is this podcast by the Pangburn uh, group on this call-in app recently calling into question whether this guy, I forgot his name, Ryan something, Conley or something, who's making the new Game of Thrones prequel, <laughs> uh, you know, saying that he wanted more diverse cast and disrupting sort of this narrative or the story that this one clan or tribe, the Targaryens, I think, were white. Now he's making them black, whether this was racist or not. And it's, it, it's, the problem is, is that movies and fiction you can do whatever the hell you want to. What pisses people off, though, is taking something historical in nature, like the BBC have done with their period pieces and casting blacks as nobles and dukes. You know, Bridgerton comes to mind, <laughs> countless others. But what pisses people off is a, is a storyline that's somewhat set in, in a real-life backdrop where we know there weren't a whole lot of black people in noble positions right, in, in 18th century England. But yet they cast them like this, right, or in Game of Thrones case, they cast like European ancestry to include blacks just because we want to have a diverse cast. That pisses people off. And while I'm fine with 
with movies and films and, and, and TV shows discriminating based on race because sometimes, you know, we need to, you want to show a fat character, you've got to discriminate against thin people. Usually they don't want a fatty. Usually they want someone thin. So they're discriminating that way. They have to fill a role and in doing so they have to discriminate by race. So the idea that if you're going to show accurate, as accurate as possible, 17th century England or 18th century England, you're not going to have a lot of black people as dukes. And that's, that might be called discrimination as far as casting. That's fine. What pisses people off is being untrue to historical claims because of the fact that you want a diverse cast just because they're black, right? So feeling sorry for black people, this director of some kind of prequel for Game of Thrones, and I apologize, I, I've only seen a few episodes of the first season of Game of Thrones, um, but this was racist because the only reason for doing so was to appeal to black people, was to appeal to woke people. And that, of course, uh, is, I think, wrong, in my opinion. Um, but getting back to, you know, I was going to talk about this, perhaps, um, in another little um, podcast, where I link to some stories, but maybe I'll just go into it here, and just briefly, and then I'll pick it up in my other little podcast uh, section, is that... Um, if black people can make films about black, or sorry, about white on black violence from 1955, right? Well, well, question is, when is the George Floyd movie coming out? That's at least would be more relevant, right? But if black people continue to make films about white on black violence and historical wrongs and crimes, right? then white people have every right to make films based off of black on white crimes, even the most horrific ones. So two cases come to mind, and I will get into them in my next little podcast. But the Knoxville Horror and the Wichita Massacre come to mind. These were horrific recent crimes within the last 10, 15, 20 years, I think it's within the last 15 years that I had never heard about as a white person, right? Until I visited certain sites like amran.com, ran by Jared Taylor, right? Why do people not know about these? And you could say that these crimes deserve full feature length films more than Emmett Till, right? These were more horrific than Emmett Till. These were more recent than Emmett Till. These involved multiple victims, not just one in each case. Uh, it involved gruesome deaths, gruesome torture. And um, I would argue that people would be shocked, right? People constantly want to go see horror. Horror is a whole venue of movie, right? But what about true horror? It, does that ring any bells for people? Right, I really enjoyed the movie, the the Black Phone, a recent horror movie. I I loved it. Um, um, it had a it had a huge showing. Do you think that um, the same producers that made the Black Phone might produce something like the Knoxville Horror, where, and I I'm, I'm only going to preview it, where two young people 
were were raped, tortured, um, um, had bleach shoved down their throat, raped, uh, shoved in a garbage bag in one case, left for dead. Uh, the other guy, um, uh, I think, shot to death and left just somewhere randomly on a railroad track. Um, and this was a couple. They, they abducted a couple. Um, they stole from them. They tortured them for hours. They raped them. They brutally raped them. They, they uh, said these black people who did this um, were caught. And uh, the nature of the crime is that, you know, at least three people were involved. I think a woman too. Um, and it, it didn't even make national news. Right? So I think the media is so afraid of whites becoming aware, not just of black on white crime, but the brutality of the crime. It's vicious. And I'm going to mention the Wichita whore, which was the, the slaughter of like four or five white people. Some of them were couples, the rape and slaughter of these people. Another instance, instance very similar to Knoxville horror, where they were abducted. Sorry, they were actually, uh, this was a home invasion. They were robbed, they were raped, they were stolen from, and they were brutally tortured to death. Um, I think if this was made into a horror movie, white people would be outraged. They'd be like, why have I never heard of this? And it would be true horror. Not only would it be horror genre, it would be real horror. And what would black people say? So like right now they can make a movie about Emmett Till, be celebrated. These black people are celebrated. Oh, we feel so bad for black people. They must be constantly discriminated against and, 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 and targeted because of their race. You know, crimes are being committed against them. Well, these were completely unprovoked attacks. Whether you... You know, Emmett Till apparently did something. He did something to provoke it. Now, his lynching obviously was not justified, but he did do something to threaten this woman, right? Now, maybe you dispute that, but in my mind, he provoked an incident versus this Knoxville horror and Wichita massacre. These white people, young white people were going about their day and these blacks, right, came into their life busted into their home, abducted them from their car. It could happen to any of you. That's what's scary as shit, knowing that black people, now you don't know who they are, because not every black person is a bad person or that could do such things. But what we see time and time again, a pattern of black brutality, this pattern of blacks are capable of really despicable things, predominantly statistically the average. Now, everyone is capable of really bad shit, but on average, black people do this more frequently. Black people also hate white people. They're being trained to hate you. So their capacity to do torture, violence towards whites is escalating, in my opinion. It's escalating with every movie like Emmett Till. It's escalating with every reference to George Floyd. It escalates, escalates, escalates. Right. And white people, they just accept this. Right. They just accept this. I don't think that they know the danger they are in. They need to be shown the true story of black brutality and what some blacks are capable of. Again, not all. 
I'm an individualist. I believe in individualism. I, I would not be an individualist if I believed in socialism or collectivism. And I reject those things, right? But I'm able to look at statistics and pattern match and make predictions and yes, even stereotype for my own safety when it calls for it. Not every time, right? I don't do this randomly. I'm not gonna do this in the work setting, right? I'm gonna do this when I have no information about someone other than they're a certain race and I'm alone and I'm a female and that's okay. People need to be honest about their environment. And what I dislike is having other people tell me how to think about things or how to observe my environment, what to think, what I'm allowed to say and what I'm allowed to think. Hell no. When it comes to your safety, you should push back aggressively on this idea of, hey, you shouldn't think that that's racism. I say that people, the woke people, right, that want to control you are redefining words, just like Bitcoiners are redefining words. Woke people are also redefining words in order to manipulate and control you. And I say to hell with these people.